It's happy hour from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. We're at Casa Borrega on Aretha Castle, Haley Boulevard. Casa Borrega is a nightclub, a music venue, a restaurant, and a bar where you can come and enjoy cocktails, which is what we're doing right now. Talking of cocktails, we've got a lot to talk about this hour. Happy hour is a part of the family of shows on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. And on today's show, we're celebrating NOLA Tech Week. NOLA Tech Week brings together businesses and individuals at the forefront of New Orleans innovation, technology, and culture. I don't know if those things always go together, do they? Anyway, we're going to meet five entrepreneurs in the next 60 minutes because I'm completely out of my league talking to entrepreneurs and business people, innovators, and anything to do with culture. I've invited two very special women to join me to help with this enterprise. And they are on my right, Lorelei Cropley. Hello, Lorelei. Hello. Pleased to meet you finally. Last time we tried to get you on, you got food poisoning. Yes. Are <laughs> you feeling, are you feeling better? my job. <laughs> Much better. Your job is this. You're a member of the clinical faculty at Tulane School of Public Health in the undergraduate program. That's right. So you're teaching young children how to be healthy. Well, they're not that young, but they're, they're trying to be healthy. Public health has a lot to, more to do than personal health, though. It's like latrines and water sanitation. Latrines. I haven't heard that name for yeah. a long time. Since graduating with a doctorate from Tulane mm. University School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine, Dr. Cropley has developed health education policy and programs for both domestic and international agencies, among them Care International, UNICEF, and various ministries of health. This is a very intimidating <laughs> afternoon for me. Lorelei's most recent projects have been working with Mayan communities in the Yucatan, and Global Health Brigade Water and Sanitation Projects in Honduras. That's right. Wow. What an exciting sort of a life. <laughs> it's like being the female Indiana Jones of uh, sanitation. The Indiana Jones of sanitation. That's, <laughs> that would be a great name for your, for your uh, memoirs. Yes. <laughs> Look how many people have showed up for the show today. On my left is Leela French. Hello, Leela. Hello. Hi. Leela is a New Orleans-born and raised actress, artist, is that right? Actress? I don't think that's a word, Actress. is it? Actress. Sure. Actress, artist, and filmmaker now living in Los Angeles. Leela is in New Orleans as a guest of the New Orleans Film Festival, which is presenting Leela's directorial debut, the film Birdbath, in yes. which Leela also stars. Congratulations. Thank you very that's much. That's quite a big deal. Thank you. I'm you excited. You're in a movie and you made it. Yes, I you did. made a movie, cast yourself in it. <laughs> Which is an interesting concept. I Plenty <laughs> of people have done that. Woody well, Allen does it every year. <laughs> well, I cast myself as the director, I guess, because uh, I acted and in it before. I acted in the play. You were in the play, original, yeah. the original play. Yeah. And then decided to make a movie of it. Yeah. And cast yourself again in it. As the, yeah. Okay, check this out, by <laughs> the way. Leela has lived in L.A. since 2004 after graduating from MIT with a master's degree in computer science, followed by a brief career as a professional pole vaulter. Sort of. I, well, I didn't really make any money pole vaulting, but I did train you did a lot. You devote <laughs> your life to it. <laughs> I did, I you did. Dro you finished <laughs> a master's degree in computer science at MIT and then took up pole vaulting. Yeah. Well, I was doing computer science work, but I was also pole vaulting on What the about side. that, Lorelai? Okay, so, <laughs> so these two incredible women have come here to join me today, and we're going to be also joined by five different members of the NOLA Tech Week celebrations here. They are Tess Monaghan from Good Eggs, Alex Giraud from Advano, which makes nanoparticles, do you know what that is, by the way? Leela, you can help us out with that. <laughs> Nate Winner, who's a Nola Pie guy. Barrett Conrad, who's got a company called Cotinga Soft, which I is know a software what pie company. Is. You know Pie? <laughs> that, we're, that, we're off to that race is there. And Liz Beeson, who works on Sunken City, which is a web TV show. So we're going to meet these five people, and each of them is going to get like, I don't know, eight or nine minutes, depending on when our erstwhile producer, Graham DuPonte, over here tells us we've had enough of them. And at the end of this show, you two, as the judges, are going to decide who wins. Okay. 
I don't know what the I don't know what the criteria. <laughs> I don't know what the criteria are. I don't know. I'd say good looking would be one, right? Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. So there'll be like a here, swimsuit yeah. part of the contest. <laughs> yeah. We'll, and we'll be like Wayne's World, you know, but, but for women. Okay. Well, they've got they're men and women on this thing, yes, so okay. you can be the two Wayne's World type women. Yeah. What were the names <laughs> of the people on Wayne's World? Wayne and Garth. Yeah. We're like the female Wayne and Garth. We'll be like Wayne and Garth. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I think at the end, whoever wins this this uh, this thing is going to have the happy hour cocktail named after them for the next month. Oh, wonderful. So, for example, we'll have to say each month it's the Good Eggs Happy Hour Cocktail. Today we're drinking a um, some sort of a rum concoction. How would you describe that, Leela, as a actress? I would describe it as delicious. Delicious. Da- dangerously delicious. delicious. It is dangerous. It's very good. So, the first uh, our first uh, entrepreneur up is, who is it going to be? It's Tess Monaghan from Good Eggs, is it? Hey. So Tess, welcome to uh, uh, to Happy Hour. Thank you. Ah, very nice. Okay, so we have no idea really how to do this, but I thought <laughs> what we do is, so somebody told me a little bit about your company. It says Good Eggs Mission dovetails beautifully with our rich, diverse, deeply local culinary history. New Orleanians used to buy all their food directly from local purveyors at public markets. Good Eggs makes it possible for more of us to do that again. Yes. So do you have one of these elevator pitches where you you can tell us in two seconds? Yeah. So we're a mission-driven company that exists solely to connect local farmers and food producers to customers. So the idea is there are all these amazing farmers and food producers, bakers, you know, people making pickles or jams or jellies or, you know, pasta salad, whatever it is. And it's hard for them to sell their product directly to the customer because they're not big enough to be in a grocery store, let's say. But, you know, farmers markets are only certain days of the week. So we built out software and a, a system to help get their goods directly to customers. Okay. Leela, does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Interesting. Lorelai? Well, it's funny. I teach nutrition now. So oh, um, we have some students that work in the farm-to-table kind of um, aspect of nutrition. Cool. How is so it different? Oh, I was just wondering, how is it different from a farmer's market? It is online. Okay. So the idea is you can go online and you can see everything that uh, that that the farmers and the food makers have. Um, so at a farmers market, we love farmers markets. If if we all could set our own flexible work schedules and have you know babysitters for our kids whenever we just you know snapped our fingers and had unlimited you know gas to fill up our cars, all these sorts of things, great. Go to the farmers market. But the idea is you know sometimes the farmers market doesn't fit into your schedule, or sometimes you have two kids and you can't go to the farmers market while keeping track of two kids. So we're just we're trying to provide another option so that people can get their fresh local food on days when they're not able to make it to the farmer's market. So the farmer's market comes to you. Or exactly. Me, I exactly. Say. Yeah. So you can go online and you can see everything that we have and then you can order it for pickup or delivery. So right now we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays pickups and deliveries in New Orleans. We're about to expand to four days a week in November and we'll also start delivering to Metairie and maybe parts of the West Bank, I think. Um, so So yeah. this is like going to the grocery store except everything's really good quality made locally and i don't have to leave the house you never have to leave the house again it's a how can this fail well uh, you know that's how we feel we feel that it's a win-win because you're spending more of your money with people who really deserve it you know people who are local and working really hard and you know where your food comes from you know you can email them you can call them you can email us and say hey where's their farm i want to drop by we're all about transparency and openness and integrity it's better for them too then right the farmers yeah i mean you know they they love going to the farmers markets because it's fun to meet their customers but you know some days they go stand there for four hours and it's really hot and they don't have many customers 
So we're giving them another way to, to get their product out there that um, we're, we're handling the, you know, the actual distribution end of things. Do you ever sell out? I mean, have you got to a point where everybody wants to buy radishes on the same day and the radish, there's not enough radish Yeah, cars? we're definitely still building our supply. Uh, we have two guys who do eggs right now. and um, Good eggs. Good, great eggs. Yeah, we have everything. I mean, we have produce, we have meat, we have dairy, prepared food, but uh, one of our guys routinely sells out of eggs. Um, it, you know, it depends on the product. Some things they kind of like green, green bell peppers, as many green bell peppers as you could ever want, you know, or okra. There's okra for miles. But some things where they, you know, they make a smaller quantity, we, we have been known to sell it. How did you get started on this? What gave you the idea? Well, it actually, the company started in California a couple of years ago, and good friends of mine were on the founding team of the company in California. So they built this model in the Bay Area, and they said, well, it's great that this works in the Bay Area, but, you know, San Francisco, Northern California, that's a very special place. And just because their model worked there didn't mean it would necessarily work in other places. So they actually um, wanted us to, to try out what good eggs would look like in New Orleans because New Orleans is maybe a harder city to, to you know, make progress on this sort of model. There are not, you know, organic farms everywhere. There aren't, you know, people making artisan baked goods and organic pickles in every corner. So uh, Like there are, say, where? In the Bay Area, in California. Really? You know, the, the Northwest, it's very, very, lots of, everything's organic, everything's raw, everything's healthy. You know, there's just everything. We're the opposite of that. So yeah, how's business? We, business is great. Uh, we're just getting started. We are working out of a you know pretty small space right now, so we've been kind of taking it one step at a time. One of our goals right now is expanding the number of farmers and food producers we work with so that we can um, offer more of a selection, you know, more like a grocery right. store selection to our customers. So we've been kind of getting the word out through word of mouth, um, you know, through through different pickup spots. Like we actually have a pickup spot on Thursdays at Church Alley right down the street here on O.C. Haley. Uh, so you can order online at goodeggs.com and then pick up your groceries on your way home from work at Church Alley. So we're working with different organizations to kind of help help spread the word. This sounds like an awesome idea, right? You're, uh, you're based in Maroney, aren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I live in Maroney, too, and I keep oh, meaning okay. to come by your uh, little... Visit. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Your open houses yeah. or, or your open... Egg we're there most days. Open so. egg crate. Yeah, yeah. open by. egg crate, yeah. Cracked open egg. egg. <laughs> but you don't so have a, a shop. There's no store no, that I can get. No, no. So you have to buy it online. Because we're not... We don't own anything ever. Who's going to deliver it to me if I order Well, it? me, maybe. Awesome. We have a staff of about five, so it may be me, maybe one of our other team members. Uh, we're growing quickly, but, um, you know, we're all... We're so keeping very busy. just tell us how quickly how this works. So I, I, I go online to goodeggs.com yep. and I see all the stuff online. There's yep. photos of you know fruit and vegetables and yep. pies and so on. Yep. And I order what I want. And how soon do I, do I get it? So on Tuesdays, so we do uh, deliveries on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you have to order by Sunday at midnight for Tuesday and then Tuesday at midnight for Thursday. So you're ordering about 36 hours in advance. So 36 hours. So that means that everything, okay. yeah, all the, the produce is all picked from the field between when you order it and when it's delivered. So you're getting produce that was picked that day or the day before. You're getting bread that was baked that morning. You're wow. getting really fresh, I get fresh, fresh bread awesome delivered stuff. to my house. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. That sounds great. I'm doing it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tess. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Nice awesome. meeting you. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Yes. yes. Well, before we move on to our next question, tell us, Leela, tell us a bit about the movie Birdbath, which is at the New Orleans Film Festival. Well, it's an adaptation of a play, and the play opened in uh, 1965 in New York, and it's about uh, a waitress and a poet who meet and what happens between these two strangers over the course of one night. And you're one of the strangers, and the other one is no doubt a man. That's correct. And you fall in love? Uh, you'll have, you have to, to go see, see the movie. Yeah. So the movie's at the New Orleans Film Festival, and if I'm listening to this somewhere in the world and I can't get to the New Orleans Film Festival or I've missed the New Orleans Film Festival, can I find it online or anywhere else? Not yet, but it will be. Birdbath. Birdbath. Okay. 
Is it birdbaththemovie.com or something? Birdbathshortfilm.com. Birdbathshortfilm. How long is the short film? Um, actually, there are two cuts of it. There's a long cut that's play, being played at the New Orleans Film Festival, and that one's 47 minutes. And there's a short film cut of it that's 38 minutes. 38 and 47, not much difference. Eh? No. I just haven't got the extra nine minutes, God damn it. I'll have to watch the short version. Yeah, the long, I prefer the long the version. The long version was the director's cut. Who made you yeah, take yeah. nine minutes out of it? Uh, well, for a, Academy short oh, you requirements have to get into and, then, and for some film festivals. Academy this, nominated. There you go. Wow. She's thinking for the, ahead. Listen, talking the, well, yes. thinking ahead. Yeah, and for the, well, for the, for some film festivals, 40 minutes is the max for okay. short. Oh, that's interesting. So I didn't realize that. So we kind of sped up some parts of it. Liz Beeson is also a filmmaker. Hi, Liz. Hi. Pleased hi. to meet you. Um, no, unfortunately, well, I'm not a, a filmmaker. Well, a web <laughs> filmmaker. Thank you very much, though. That's really nice. Um, yes, I, I'm actually working with um, the great crew of Sunken City um, as their production coordinator right now. Is now, that's Sunken City, not sunken Second City. City. Yes, I'm sorry. Sunken City. Sunken City. Yes. I think you probably said Sunken City, but, <laughs> you know, I can't hear anything. So, Sunken City is, um, is a web TV series that's set here in New Orleans. Absolutely. It's one of the funniest things ever made here. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping so. It I, is. I, it well, I saw be. the pilot. The pilot absolutely. is very, very funny. Yeah, yeah, and it and it we're we're just so inspired by all the the creative characters here in New Orleans and um, and just presenting that in a funny comical light and um, yeah, we're hoping to be you know one of the best, if not the best, you know, web comedies uh, from New Orleans. Tell us something about how you get involved with Nola Tech Week because one of the characters in Sunken City is a a biting, satirical version of one of these Nola Tech people. Have have any of these people seen it before they invited you? I hope they have. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, two, um, so there are three sets of characters and and two of them are these really overly ambitious entrepreneurs and um, and they are, are wanting to have the next big idea, but they just don't know what that is yet, but they're, they're so earnest and um, excited about it. And um, we've had the privilege of working out of Launchpad, NOLA, which has a lot of great uh, tech companies that exist there. And, um, and so they don't mind laughing at themselves, these yeah, people. No, they've got a good sense of humor. They've been good sports. And how, why, would they, why did they invite you as, to be part of NOLA Tech Week? Because of the satirical aspect of it? I suppose so. Yeah, we, well, we're, we're, um, we've been invited by Novak, which is the New Orleans Video Access Center, um, to, uh, to be on the panel speaking to other people who have an interest in and uh, and developing or creating um, web content for themselves and, and want advice from people who are in that right now and um, and so there I believe that is uh, that's next week um, Novak is having um, a week-long um, conference about it and next week doesn't mean much on a podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I know this is like people are listening. <laughs> what, what year was that? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Leela, have you thought about doing anything on the web? Is it like web-based stuff? 38 minutes? Um, you mean with bird, bird bath or well, something? With the, yeah, like with bird bath, say putting it up there and then... Um, is there any I way to make any money out of it? Yeah, possibly. I think online distribution with mm-hmm. through Amazon and Hulu. There's, there's new... Is big. Yeah, yeah there's, there are new Video. avenues Vimeo. now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through Vimeo. That's true. Do you do you watch stuff online, Lorelai? I do. I 
don't watch too much TV now. There's so many good things online. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes it easier. So you do watch stuff online. Yes. What are you eating, like acid or something? <laughs> <laughs> so you put something on your tongue. I'm like, this is awesome. Now things are picking up. Yeah, really, up. everyone's tripping out like Woodstock. But, um, no, it's Altoids. When's the last time you did acid? Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, this never, is going there now. <laughs> I never uh, went that way. I mean, there's, when you do um, tropical medicine and traditional healers, they give you some pretty freaky stuff. Have, what have you tried? Have you heard, like, ayahuasca? I don't know what it was, but hey, it was pretty. Hey, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I never That's did not theory. a good answer for somebody who's a professional. <laughs> you know, you professional. smoke this, eat this, something else. Like, wow. That's what what good. did you uh, smoke or eat? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't even know what it was. Did you have well, what a, some kind of, yeah. I'm talking about dirty indigenous, indigenous people. And they're giving you something, and it's kind of a, a tricky afterwards, I guess you say the best thing. What happened to you? Well, you know, kind of very bright visual changes and things <laughs> like that. You know, I didn't want to refuse the host. and, and be, That would be very unkind. Um, something they have in uh, Mexico, for example, is called posh. And it's, um, have you s- say that again? It's actually spelled P-O-X, posh. But you drink it, and uh, my gosh, it's like it's like Jägermeister squared or something. I don't know what it is. And then you go into this church, and they're sacrificing chickens, and you don't know if it's what's happening, if it's the How much rituals or the posh. But suddenly, you know, you're just like. In another plane, planet. What kind of a church sacrifices chickens? Well, you know, you go in the um, indigenous areas, like in Chiapas, uh, they didn't really take to ca- conversion to Catholicism very well, so they have taken over the churches, and they do uh, pre-Columbian Mayan rituals there. Are you sure that really happened, or was it the problem? You know, I am, <laughs> yeah. now, now that I'm Good thinking question. about it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty I may, Maybe you have to go back down and try it again and see if the, yeah. <laughs> do, a po- do a control sample, posh you know, and well, no posh. I mean, as a scientist, right, which is what you are. Yes. You're, you're a doctor and a scientist. Right. So, But I'm also a medical anthropologist, which means we go and look for like medical cool stuff in, in different communities. Well, what I'm interested in knowing then, does sacrificing chickens actually work? Well, you know, that's once again, we have to do a control sample. We have to get some unsacrificed and sacrificed. Yeah. Well, what, are they, they, what are they trying to achieve by sacrificing a chicken? You know, I have, I, I'm thinking they were doing a lot of petitions, so like uh, asking for different uh, things, good harvest, um, healthy kids, get something about the drunk uncle. It was kind of hard to follow because <laughs> they were oh speaking gosh. an indigenous language. <laughs> you, do you, how do you communicate with people when you go? Do you well, speak, I speak Mayan? Some, I speak a little bit of Mayan and a little bit of Mosquito. So, Liz, you speak Mayan as well, right? Oh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want to know what Mayan sounds like. Would, any, would you guys recognize yeah, can, Mayan? What I is, don't think so. Can I'll, you say something? Can you say something in Mayan? What would you say normally? I can give you this some of my script uh, here. Bosh Koalik. Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing? You say Mishba back. Mishba. Yeah. Mishba. Mishba. Uh, like What's that mean? Mishba. Like, Mishba. Hi, how are you doing? Dead chicken. Fine, man. Yeah. Did. How can, <laughs> did you say, excuse me, that's my chicken? <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't get that far. You don't know how to say yeah, that? Yeah. How would you say, excuse me, that's you, my like, chicken? You definitely have to learn, like, help get me out of here first. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you would. What are the first words you learned, really? I mean, how do you learn Mayan, actually? You know, you just, I did a lot of uh, research in, uh, in Mayan communities. Right. And it's very interesting. The North Maya speak different than Southern Maya. This is Belize. Do they have a draw in the they, South? They <laughs> Do you follow the Mayan calendar? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question from Liz. Hey, listen, we, Liz, we've only got one more minute. Absolutely. Graham's going to be the wind-up. Yeah. So, Lorelai, Leela, you have any final questions for Liz about Sunken City? When when can we watch it? Do we? Do oh, we? Yeah. Great. So, we're going to have a, um, a sneak preview of um, Sunken City at our upcoming comedy fest called Hell Yes Fest, which I'm also producing um, uh, for the New Movement Theater. And um, that 
is coming up. Let me get to my notes. Can you say hell on the radio? Is that okay? Can we say hell? You can say anything you like. yes. You can say anything. This is never going to go anywhere near any. There, first of all, the government's shut down forever. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's back tomorrow. Let's get all our bad words in real quickly before the FCC can get us. But come check us out November 13th at 7.30 p.m. Britannia Theater. Or go online at www.oursunkencity.com or follow us on Twitter at at our sunken city okay just to stay up to date and i can tell you as a personal recommendation it's fucking funny it's fucking funny cool. it is really <laughs> it's hilarious so congratulations liz thank Thanks. you so much for joining thank us thank you here. so much it's okay great. it's been great and we'll see who uh who ground points at next it's nate winner hello this is nate. this is nate winner Nate, I'd like you to meet Lorelai Cropley. Hello, Hi, nice to meet you. Leila French. Nice to meet you again. This is Nate Winner, who's known as Nola Pie Guy. Yay. Pie Guy. Guess yes. what Nola Pie Guy does? Just a quick guess. Lorelai is a doctor. Let me see. He used pie to make calculations about the trajectory of the... Um, is that anywhere close? Nailed it. I yeah. First time. Amazing. First time. He's a physicist. Yeah. <laughs> physicist of pie. So what, uh, what actually um, Nate does is make pies. But he can say it a lot better than I can. So Nate, give us, give the, give, the, give our judges, because uh, you know what you're going to win here, don't you? Pie? No. No, you don't want pie. Whoever, whoever, whoever Leela and Lorelai decide at the end of the show is the winner of this, these conversations. Okay. It's a million dollars seed money for their company. Well, but did you tell them my last name? In seeds. He's already a winner. Oh really? Oh wow! I fixed wow. it. I was the one that made this. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so yeah. you just won a million dollars. Then people, actually, people, people probably like ne- people never want to you, let you be the winner because you're already a winner. Exactly. Yeah. You're a born winner. Yeah. Wait, how old were you when you, you figured out you were a winner? <laughs> when your name was winner, that must have been an interesting day. Six months, maybe. Six months old. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks, so. So where are you from originally? <laughs> so I'm from Shreveport, originally North Louisiana. Shreveport Caddo Parish, born and raised, stayed there for college, and went to uh, Chicago for French pastry school to get professional training in making pies and other delicious pastries, and moved to New Orleans shortly thereafter. Been here about five and a half years now. And did you start off doing the Snola Pie Guy idea, or did you work in a kitchen, or what? No, I worked in a few other jobs. So when I was in school and shortly thereafter, I had a few kitchen jobs. I worked on the management side of things in different capacities, sales and GM work here in the city. And I started Nola Pie Guy at the end of 2011, had a brief break, and restarted in March of this year. So it's a fairly new company? Yes. From yes, March of absolutely. 2013? Correct. So you just bake pies all day. I make pies. So How it's bad could that be for a What do you make right? them and deliver them exactly. and eat, sell them or do you just make them eat them? I both. All <laughs> of the above I would say. So the idea is to create the first virtual bakery where you can go online order oh. custom sweets and have them delivered to your home or office. Now the first iteration the part I'm in right now is working locally doing it just in New Orleans. I will hand deliver it to your home or office or anywhere else. I also do food truck events farmers markets different things like that around town. But the big idea is to have an online website where people can go on, order sweets, have them made fresh to order, and delivered, shipped nationwide. Great. Nationwide? After we we get our fruits and vegetables from Good Eggs, we can... We've earned earned pie. Homemade pie. pie. You're right. Exactly. And so you you bake them yourself? Correct. Okay. So uh, you showed up here with some pie for us? I had to leave them all at the oh farmer's market today, <laughs> but... That was very bad idea. I nailed it. Very bad planning. But, one pie. But you know how to get one now. Yeah. I will I bring it to uh, you. Smooth, <laughs> smooth, smooth. 
Yeah, you can have this guy. And I'm, is this the best looking guy on the internet or what? Wow. Let's you face know, it. He's yeah, handsome, right? This is wasted on a non-visual. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. But you know what? He shows up at your house. There you go. With a pie. <laughs> Do you wear uh, like an outfit? Like just a an apron. Chip and Dale's? Just an apron and a smile. You know, I might start calling that pie number. Yeah. <laughs> What's the pie guy doing tonight? <laughs> How late do you deliver? <laughs> did you always like pie in your in when you were in culinary school? Did you did you lean towards pie over I, the other? I've always loved all sweets. Pies early on in Shreveport, there's a diner called Strong's that is known for their pies. They Travel and Leisure magazine's best pies, and it is phenomenal. So they're known for getting these. Rustin peaches, which are the best peaches I've ever had in my life. They're good. And yeah, it's fantastic. And it's piled high with homemade whipped cream, baked fresh every single morning. It's fantastic. This is at this place in Shreveport. Right, right. Grew up there, Strawn's. Now, do you do savory pies too? Because I've lived in England for a while and they were very big on their savories. Absolutely, yeah. Minced meat and everything is huge over there. I've made them for a couple of events. It's not on the website yet. It's not something I do on a normal basis. I can do them for big orders and private orders. Right now I'm focusing mainly on sweets and kind of traditional Americana baked goods and we'll expand into savory and okay. more European sweets after that. Wow. Do you make a version of the peach pie that you had as a kid? Yes, absolutely. So right now my peach pie is a little bit different. I use a custard base as opposed to just straight peaches with whipped cream on top so I get kind of all the dairy in there but I do always make homemade whipped cream to serve on top because that's one of my favorite things to have with any dessert. It is pretty good. Yeah. I always ah. make homemade whipped cream. It's so easy. Yeah, it's exactly. Like a, it's like a hidden secret. People don't know how easy it is. Yeah. Um, it's fun too because you can do a lot with it if you want to get creative and really blow people away. The night before you make it just throw some coffee beans in there let it do a cold infusion oh, overnight. Wow. Then just strain the cream into your mixer whip it up and you've got Coffee infused whipped cream. Good idea. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> cooking tips too. Herbs I'm starving. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, herbs. Yeah, really. so, it's, so it's nolapieguy.com. Exactly. Nolapieguy.com. And and the big plan is to do this internationally and global. You know, like intergalactic. Yeah, one country at a time, but we'll get there. Yeah. So you want to spread outside New Orleans across the country, though, really? Absolutely. Absolutely. And how will that work? They have to have other pie guys. No, not at all. So you order your order it online. That's the beauty of the online yeah. bakery is anybody has access to it. So whether it's someone in New Orleans wanting to order for New York or someone from New York wanting to order for a friend in California, they can go online, create their order. We'll produce it here in New Orleans and ship it out. So if I'm listening to this podcast right now and I'm somewhere else in the country, anywhere in the United States of America, I can go on to nolapieguy.com and get a pie delivered to myself or a friend. By the end of 2013, you'll be able to. So we're still building out that part of the website right now. Right now, you can only get them in New Orleans. But by the end of this year, we'll have the shipping options on the website to you, ship nationwide. Well, it's only a couple of months or something until yeah, the end of the year. Right? So what Under are you going to do gun. between now and then that's going to be so different? This is, we have to, I have to kick you out. But yeah. what, that, answer that last question briefly. What do, you, what do you have to do to make that happen? I'm going to partner with uh, one of y'all's upcoming guests, Barrett Conrad, and we're going to work on an e-commerce site. <gasps> Wow. Conrad's on next, actually. Yeah. How's that for an <laughs> intro? Conrad <laughs> 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 Ponte is genius, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> Nate, thank you very much. Okay, this is Barrett Conrad, ladies and gentlemen. All right. From Kotinga Soft. Hello. Hi, Barrett. You're, you're too big for our show. You have to put this <laughs> mic up a bit. All right. Here we go. Barrett, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you I'm as Grant well. Morris. This is Leela French. Hello. Hello. This is Lorelei Cropley. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Now, Leela's a graduate from MIT. Okay, awesome. And Lorelai has a PhD from Tulane. Yes. 
And you're like a super genius type of guy as well, I believe. I don't wow. know. I, I, I feel the pressure. Yes. Well, yeah. there's a lot of pressure here. It's like, I mean, let me rob some banks or something. Let, yeah. me, yeah. Tell you, let me tell you something Digitally about yourself. Sorry, I don't, I don't <laughs> get out of my chair. Look, hey, have you got glass on those glasses? Yeah, no, they're real glasses. How are they, how are wow. they so they're shiny? You can't I wash them. My God, you've done a good job with that. Every morning. I'm mesmerized looking at them. So Barrett Conrad is an independent software engineer. He, he and his wife, Emily Moran, have a couple of dogs, and he, and he made a mobile trivia game. What kind of bullshit introduction is that? that who who that, wrote that? I never that is from BarrettConrad.com. Okay, that's that is the that extent website. of my website. Is that your whole website? <laughs> that's it. Top to, and unless you wanted to plug my like LinkedIn and Twitter handle on there, that's about I, all that's on there. That's all that's on your website? No. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess dogs are important, too. You have a couple of dogs. Are a couple a, of dogs. Are they a couple? I have two, too. <laughs> no, they're not. You have two dogs. You have two dogs. Leela, how many dogs I, do you have? I have not. None. Okay, so that's why they have two, so it balances out the fact yeah. that you have no dogs. So, Barrett, what do you actually do? I write software. Um, I work with a lot of local, uh, small to medium-sized businesses writing applications for their to run their businesses. Uh, I help startups around town build their products, um, sort of take their initial idea, turn it into an actual functioning product, and they can get out to market. And I also work, uh, write mobile apps for various size companies and projects as well. And do do a little mobile gaming on the side. So you actually that. do something. I do living. something. I'm a you doer. You something. I'm a builder. Like, yeah. Are so you a, a one-man operation? I, right now, I'm a one-man operation. So I sort of, I, I bring all the skills usually necessary. Occasionally, I'll bring in another person. That uh, I don't do design. So, one Leo, thing this is do. the world that you turned your back on to take up pole vaulting. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to take up pole vaulting before you became a filmmaker, <laughs> yeah, right. which is a strange trajectory to go on. But you have a degree in computer science from MIT, which is must be very difficult to actually get a degree at MIT, I would imagine. Even if you're intelligent, there must be a lot of work involved. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> is it? Yeah, why, it's, why good. Did it's you, good, though. Why did you turn your back? When you look at Conrad and you look how you know, <laughs> successful and how much fun he's having, this, do you ever think you'd go back you, to yeah. it? <laughs> no, well, I still do that. That's still my regular money-making job. How do you still do it? Yeah, so software. There's something to be said for that old <laughs> adage that if you love something, uh, don't do it for a living. Because <laughs> ah, <laughs> wow. it can become a bit of a burden sometimes. So what sort of but stuff are you doing in New Orleans? If we go online and we see something you've built, what would it be? Say? Um, gosh, let me see. Can you say that? Or do clients yeah. want They don't care? I mean, uh, my, my clients vary from... Um, Recently, I uh, helped rebuild WorkNola.com, sort of pulled together a team of uh, local developers. To sort WorkNola. Of WorkNola.com. It's, it's a place to go to find a job. Mm-hmm. It's a place that you can companies can for free post jobs that are locally, um, and people that are in town and looking for a job, or even out of town looking for a job, can go on there and find one. Um, I helped a local edtech startup a number of years ago called Kickboard, sort of put their application together and uh, turn help them turn into a product and grow their engineering team, and so helping a few other startups with their mobile apps right now. And so you're creative. People come to you with an idea and you translate it into an online Pretty reality. much. I, I, have, I have to take the, uh, the clouds and the circles and the arrows and put them together into something, I'll say hard and physical, but it's ultimately digital and virtual. But yeah, it's, um, it's an execution sort of job. And, and why is the name of your company Kotinga? Kotinga Soft. Uh, a Kotinga is a very brightly colored bird in central... Central and I believe South America. Oh. Dr. Cropley knows yeah. a little bit about <laughs> Central never, and South America. I don't know those Kotingas, though. No, oh, really? Did what? you sacrifice Are any you of those? Are you sure you saw one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see it. Well, Maybe he was drinking the posh. <laughs> What's your experience with that? In Latin America? Yeah. Caribbean? I do, I do a lot of work with the anthropological kind of medical anthropology, so oh, okay. out in the bush. And sometimes they 
you know, uh, you get to see a lot of the different types of birds for um, okay. indigenous reasons. Gotcha. My, yeah. my, the reason I chose the name for that is that um, uh, Cotingas are listed in some of the documents from the Aztecs when the Spanish were documenting them, and it was demanded as tribute from the various right. cities um, because they used them in their costumes. So it was a very right. rare, vi- valuable, and highly sought-after bird, and that's what I want to be in, you know, in my software engineering practice. And it's, and it's got costuming in it as there well, which go. is we the main thing. Right the New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> Are you from here originally? I am not. Uh, I'm originally, I was born and raised in Arkansas. I oh. came down here uh, to go to Tulane at 18 and Where never left. Ar- wow. Where in Arkansas? Jonesboro. I was, I pole vaulted there for Did two years. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Earl Bell? Yay. Do you know Earl Bell? Did you ever go? Yes, that's that's who I trained with. All right, I um, trained with Earl Bell. Earl Bell lived across the street from me for a number of years, and sort of family friends for a little while there. With Grandpa Bell. Grandpa Bell is Earl Bell's dad. He's okay. in his 90s and he's still pulling. So <laughs> still wow. pulling. Well, as, 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 as far as I, as far as I, I guess I there's know. still time for me. Yeah, yeah. Unlikely. <laughs> so, you're from Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas. From Jonesboro, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how many people live there? Like maybe 200,000? Uh, no. Five, oh, no, no, no. It's fifty to sixty thousand dollars if you include oh, so Arkansas everybody State. Everybody knows everybody. Pretty much. Oh, so it's not much. that unusual that you would know a 90-year-old pole vault. Well, no, it's not 90. It would have been his son, I guess. Er- Earl right. is the son. Earl Graham, Bell. Grandpa Bell is his father. So your coach is your family friend. Okay, yes. Graham, Graham says we have to kick you out, Barrett. Oh, Thank you right. so much. Right. Barrett yeah. Conroy from Kotingasoft. Tell us what's the name of the website. Kotingasoft.com. Kotingasoft.com. C-O-T-I-N-G-A. Exactly. Soft.com. Cool. All right. Well, Thanks. thank you all very nice much. Nice to meet you. Thank you as well. Okay. Moving right along. Okay. So what about that? What are the chances that one guy named his company after a bird? In South America, where you go to, Lorelei, and knows your pole vaulting wow. coach, Leela. Okay, that's got to count that's for something, right? <laughs> this guy could be the front runner <laughs> just for that reason. Because we have no criteria for judging any of this. Well, yeah, yeah. So it could just we're be. We're going to make it up as we go along. Yeah, right? the coincidence yeah. could be the winner with whoever had the most If the pie guy had brought some pie, that might have tipped him in a little bit kind of favorable. Cotinga is a, maybe a good name for a Casa Borrego drink. Yeah, oh, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Alex. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Glad to be here. Alex, how do I pronounce your other name? Giro? Giro. Alex Giro. That's right. From, and I don't know how to pronounce the name of your company, Advano? Advano. It's short for Advancing Nanotechnology. Short for Advancing Nanotechnology. I'm mm-hmm. going to do a little nanotechnology right now. Hang on. Mm-hmm. There we go. It was a f- bit of fine tuning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is Leela French, who's a nice. visiting filmmaker, who's born, born and raised in New Orleans, but came back here because she has right. a film in the film festival. Called Bird Bath, mm. and this is Dr. Lorelai Cropley, who uh, teaches at Tulane University. Okay. And uh, Lila also has a degree from MIT in computer science. Okay. Cool. So she might know something about nanotechnology. I don't know anything about it except it's very small, right? It's a very small. Yeah, nano small. Right. So it's a, it's a nano is a short term for a scale, ten to the minus ninth uh, meters. Uh, give you an idea. I'm sorry, you have to start that again. Ten to the minus. Ten to the minus ninth. That's. Well, one with nine zeros in front. So width of a hair, thousand times smaller. That's a that's the nanoscale. Thousand times so smaller than the width of a hair. Right. So why would you want to name your company over something so small? Well, we specialize in a nanotechnology. Okay. <laughs> that would be a good technology. answer. <laughs> so we we have a method of manufacture, a uh, material called a nanoparticle. It's basically a particle that's nano-sized. Wow. So how many how many times smaller than a hair is it again? A thousand. A thousand times. Do we all have the do we all have the same width hair? Uh, <laughs> on that scale, yeah. Did you bring much. any nanos? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any on me, but they're all over. I mean, yeah. you can't, just can't see them. 
So anyway, so you, you mentioned you mentioned you were a, a Tulane professor, right? Yeah. So this was technology developed at Tulane. While I was yeah, there's a lot of smart people there. Yeah. yeah. So I. Uh, well, you're one of the smart people. Yeah. Been, uh, um, did you get? You went to Tulane? Yeah. So I was there uh, getting my PhD. I didn't finish. I in, actually, in I, chemical engineering. Okay. And I left early to start this company uh, with a professor of mine. Uh, well, with the help of it. The guy, the guy's a professor, and he let you drop out of college to start a business with. Well, that, that sounds almost illegal. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a lot of goodwill and help from uh, other other uh, administrators from Tulane, so it's been it's been very great. But uh, yeah, you know, some professors are very supportive, and some you know you drop out. But yeah, it's uh, it's always that great uh, student story. Right, like the guy that started Yahoo, he went there too. Right, yeah, yeah David so Philo. Yeah. That's right. He went yeah. to Tulane? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good story. Yeah, there's a uh, scholarship in his name, as a matter of fact. So wow. Yahoo. Yeah. Okay. So you have a scholarship for after You get a scholarship named after you one day? Uh, you know, I think that's why they're letting me do this in hopes of that. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they get you a lot of alumni letters, you know, like... Uh, I'm already getting those. Oh, yeah. I'm already getting phone calls. Well, they already want money out of you. Yeah. 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 They don't care if you dropped out. Right. So what do you actually do? What is this thing that you're making? So... We make uh, technology that isn't currently available or applications that aren't so, available. So you've invented something. We've invented a process to okay. make nanoparticles. This process is more efficient than what exists. So there are applications like solar paint. I'll tell you about solar paint in a minute. It's not able to be used because nanoparticles are so hard to make. Our process makes it very easier to, to be made, for nanoparticles to be made, and also, we can do it on such a large industrial size scale. So the big companies can make these nanoparticles cheaply to use in cool applications like solar paint. And okay. solar this paint. This is the time to tell yeah. us about solar paint. Okay. So this is, this is where people grab on. So it's solar similar. paint, essentially, we take these particles, put it in a cream. We could paint it on the wall, you know, just wipe it on the wall, put in two wires. And when the sun hits the cream, these particles react and we can actually generate a current. So think any surface, you can just paint it. Put in two wires and generate a current. So you can wow. power you can power your own house by painting. Uh, in theory, in theory, there's a lot of development, but you know, the great idea is this is a 15-year d- development technology. So, but to even get to there, you need a lot of particles. No one has a process <laughs> to make a lot, so we do. Now, Leela, why are you laughing? What's so funny about that? I don't know. Just oh, the way I he said it. The way he said <laughs> it. Yeah. You need a lot, a lot of particles. You do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, they can fit a lot of particles if they're all a thousandth of the size of the width of a hair. I would imagine you can fit a lot under the head of a pin. Yes, you can. How many nanoparticles can you fit on the head of a pin? Depends on, I would say the head of a pin is the width of a hair, right? So how many particles? I would a thousand. Say, yeah, a thousand. I would probably wow. say a thousand. So you make these particles, these mm-hmm. nanoparticles, which obviously are unable to be seen by the human mm-hmm. eye. And you put them in paint, which is one application. I'm sure there's other applications. Right. You put the paint on, on a panel or something. So right. have you made a solar panel then just yes. by painting it? Yes. Flexible so, surface. So would that cut down the cost of solar for a kickoff? Right. That's the first thing. That's one of, that's one of, that's one of the uh, benefits. An easy application. I mean, you, one of the hardest parts of solar is installing it, installing the panels. Right. Well, this, you just wipe it on. So how close are you to actually pulling this off? Well, I'd like to give you a thousand bucks right now. Yeah, really. Yeah, you looking for investors? Here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wish it'd only take a thousand dollars, but it's going to take a few more How much uh, greater need? minds. Uh, 
we're looking in seven figures ish just to get started for two or so years how many people are in your company so we have four currently right now um four employees um but we have a lot of uh mentors and outside help i mean and Tulane, they're an unspoken, uh, you know, mentor. I mean, they're a tremendous amount of goodwill and help. Do you work in their lab? Where do, where do you guys? So this, so we actually we work closely with the New Orleans Bioinnovation Center downtown, and they've been very helpful. And uh, we we're not doing lab work right now. Um, all the lab work to commercialize has been done. Uh, so we have a process that's ready to be used. Um, next is to scale it up, and that's what we're getting funding for. And uh, where that lab ends up, you know, that's going to be determined by where the money comes, you know, where the money comes from. What does scale it up mean? Bigger, uh, build a bigger production Not bigger line. nanos. Yeah, not bigger <laughs> nanos, more. Yeah, more. So let's say we make X amount. Well, we need 100X to make it, right. you know. Okay, so what does a nano-producing machine look like? Uh, okay, so example, think of a paint shaker. Thing that's when you go to the paint store right, and they right, shake the paint up. Right, and you have ball bearings in there. So we put chunk silicon, silicon wafers, put it in there, and you just shake it up and you crush it. It, it crushes so small that you end up with little particles. But we do that in the presence of chemicals. So we get a little chemistry mixed sounds, up. This sounds so simple. It is. It's yeah. very simple. So you don't have to be a genius to come up with this. No. It, Mind it, you, the simplest things are the hardest yeah. things to come up with. It's an aha idea. It's like, why don't we just mix chemistry with grinding? That's pretty much the That was the, the aha innovative idea. And that's... Well, how did you come up with that? I, I can't take credit for that. that. That was my advisor at Tulane. Okay. So he had the brilliant idea with another professor. Um, my contribution was actually putting these particles into an application using them for an application right so he had the theory and you've applied it right so he so you're like Abbott and Costello that can't be right I guess I guess what are, what are two really I mean uh, yeah, well, the guy Higgs, Higgs boson guy yeah there you the go guy. the Higgs boson guys that could be you a few years oh right? yeah no, that are you those guys, they, they just won the, uh, they just got awarded the Nobel Prize. Right, so. I know. Right. So, so. We were making that comparison. Yeah. It might be you one day. Uh, maybe. I don't so know. why did he pick on you, this guy who came up with this idea to help him? Well, when you're in graduate school, you're paired with uh, advisors for research or professors. And with my background in chemistry, it was this a natural is, fit. But this Tulane University is filled with people doing chemistry. Why are you? Um, it's also... Uh, it's like dating. It's, you know, it's personality it's matches. Really? He's a big suck-up. <laughs> is that all it is? No, it's it, just because it, people, it, someone it, liked you? It's what field you want to specialize exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. You pick who you want, what field you want to specialize in, and then you basically work with that professor right. for Well, are years. you being falsely modest? Laura, like you teach in Tulane yourself. Yes. Is he being falsely modest? I mean, can anyone who just happens to be in a chemistry class that the professor likes end up becoming... The discovery of well, you know, it's all about collaboration. Yeah. You know, that with mentorship. They say, "This is what I do," and you know, "Let's you want to work on this with me." Like, sure, and you could be in it like this. But they also have to say yes. Yeah. So that's you know, just because you say, "Oh, I want to work with this professor," my students end up way smarter than me and doing way better things yeah. and brilliant yeah. careers. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, dude, if this works out, then what? Are you a billionaire or super I mean, famous? Uh, are or you like the next Facebook guy? Uh, you know, that's not why I'd, I do it I mean if it happens it happens I mean yeah, yeah. you know once this gets done I'm I'm gonna move on to the next one right there you, you know go. maybe go back to school finish my degree 
Yeah, you probably don't. Yeah. Once you, you make multi millions yeah, and you're exactly. flying in your private jet, you're not going to want the degree. Well, it's going to be for personal gain. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I got a master's, but I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, Alex, so finish. we have to we have to kick you out now. But tell me this: yeah. uh, how do I find you online and figure out what you're doing? So we have a website. It's uh, www.advanotech.com. Advano, A D V A N O. That's right. Tech. Tech.com. Okay. Uh, my contact information is on the bottom, and all the inf- you know, if you want to know more about what we're doing. Um, just take a gander. Okay. Um, that's that's. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, right? it is. He's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Thank you. Giro. I'm glad for having me. Just on. one more question: Where does that name come from? G I R A U. Well, sort of I'm from here. Giro is a yeah. Cajun name. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's French. French background. That's right. We just dropped the X. What do you folks do? They live in New Orleans. Or are you from? No, I'm from here. So I grew up in the West Bank. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. No, I have good friends from the West Bank. Mm-hmm. So my, my mother actually moved to Houston after the hurricane, but my dad's uh-huh. still here. Okay. So, so they yeah. split up after the hurricane? Yeah. Yep. So yep. what part of the West Bank? Just curious. Harvey. Snow okay. Ridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, way, yeah. Up, way up there. Oh. Yeah. Are you from the West Bank? Where no, but I have a lot of friends, and they, they call it the, West, the best bank. Why do you have a lot and of Some people call it the Skank Bank. I mean, it's going <laughs> to... It depends, yeah. On, yeah, which, which depends on which part of the West Bank you're from. Yeah. <laughs> the skank Bank. Now, you grew up here, too, Leela, right? Yeah, I'm from Metairie. From Metairie. Yeah. That's and they call, them, they call West Bankers wankers, which is a really bad term in Britain. What? Yeah, so Wank don't go... Don't, yeah, no? don't call yourself that. No. Yeah. Bad, okay. bad yeah. Alex, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Nice Thanks. to meet you. And uh, if you win this, of course, we're going to name the cocktail after you. Cocktail of the sure, month. Sure, absolutely. Right. So Look that forward to it. The West Bank is proud. Make West Bank proud. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you're onto something and we can, you know, give you 100 bucks and end up millionaires. Yeah, really. Perfect. You know, every little bit helps. Yeah. Okay. Inside All right. Trading well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Okay, so that was our, that was our five, uh, I don't know, I'd hate to use the word contestants because they don't even know they're in a contest. Yeah. Thing. But there five already? Yeah. That was... That's five that people, was wasn't it? That it was, was Tess Monaghan from yeah. Good Eggs, and then Liz Beeson from Sunken City, right. Nate Winner, the Nola Pie Guy, yeah. Barrett Conrad from there you Cotinga go. You're right, it was five. and Alex Zero from Advanta. So now we have to go through and figure out who's going to win. Now, what we have like a few minutes left to, to do that. What? Well, we can come back to that in a minute. Let's just talk about what are you actually doing, Lorelei? Because I see on this bio here that they gave me about you that um, it says that over the summer, last summer. You were involved in something called the Chagas Disease Chagas Project? Disease, right. It's what is that? It's what's called neglected tropical disease, which means um, it doesn't get attention like the big diseases like HIV, TB, and malaria does. And, but it actually is a very serious disease that affects a lot of people in Latin America. And they have the bug that carries it and Chagas in New Orleans. However, um, it doesn't have the same behavior, so people don't really get the infection here. It's a pretty serious disease. They think that um, Darwin died of it. Darwin. Wow. Yeah. So that's um, weird. It's a fascinating disease. It's a it's survival a, of the yeah. fittest. I guess it kind of took him down. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. How is that true, or is it just some one of those? It's one of these. You know. Here's a problem. The here's a, here's a very interesting that. thing. It's very. You can, when you get it, you can have immediate infection, or you don't. How do if you, you don't it? have it, about thirty percent of the people go on with it in your body, eating away at your m- muscles, and so people will die of an early heart attack from muscle degeneration. So it's in mosquitoes? or It's actually in this bug. It's called the kissing bug. It kind of looks like a cockroach, but more triangular. Mm. And um, you, what happens is it gets more and more in the population by we encroaching on the forest. It's a forest bug. When you start clearing land, it's got nowhere to, it starts getting out of the where its reservoir is and getting out of its na- natural, natural habitat and coming to, into houses like 
and, come to buy you. And we have it here in New Orleans. We have the bug. The Chagas bug. And we have What's the disease. Called? Is it called the Chagas Tripto- bug? No, it's the got kissing. along the Tripto- Yeah, the kissing bug is what it's called. Tripto- What's the real name yeah. of it? Tryptosoma, yeah. Tryptosoma. They have different species, genres, yeah. Okay. But um, what, what, are what does it look like? Can we, maybe we need to look at it. It's, like, it's like a triangular roach, roach is the best way to so call it. It's kind of a cockroach thing. Um, so if you get bitten by a cockroach, start worrying. The rum. <laughs> rum drink. Do we have any more of our rum drink? No, that's iced tea. That oh, never the rum mind. drink is in the pitcher. That's okay. Um, <laughs> well, here's really interesting. You know, we have good housing here. We have screens. We have, we, they don't really bother us here. The Chagas bug. No. So has anyone been bitten in New Orleans by it? Oh, yeah. People can get bitten by it. It's pretty rare. But it's just, like I said, the behavior of it is very different than the behavior in, um, in Latin America, for example. And it, so it's, what's in what sense? It stays up late there? and Well, I don't want to... <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of nasty how it spreads. It bites you, and then it defecates. And then when you rub your face with the bite, it smears the defecation into your, your, the bite, and it gets in your system that way. Here's another interesting fact. You can <laughs> Why have, did you God can, invent that? You can, a, you can have an a, immediate reaction, and more people in Arizona die from the anaphylactic reaction than bee stings now of Chagas bug. The anaphylactic reaction, meaning from the bite. You know how bee stings will give you an allergic what is reaction. It? What is an anaphylactic? It's reaction? an allergic reaction. I oh, see. Yeah. Okay, so it's the allergic reaction that kills you. Yeah, some people have and died. It's the same thing. So the chagas, I mean, when a mosquito bites you, it it's sucking your blood. Right. So what's this thing biting you for? Does it want blood, or does it just want to take a crap on your face? <laughs> it wants blood, but it's uh, it's the, they're very different uh, behaviors. A mosquito and this kind of bug. It actually likes to bite your face too. It goes after your face. Are we tearing down forests here? Is that how? What's well, it's, it's um, not as much, but we do have uh, the bug here, and so we're if, if the closer you are to the forest, uh, most bugs are very lazy, and it doesn't. They don't. It, it's more like a cockroach. It crawls more than flies. So what happens is, um, you know, we're pretty clear. The environment. We're not so as close to the environment as it is. I've never heard anyone say that most bugs are lazy. I didn't know bugs that had a bad work ethic. Well, for, for example, my previous work was in malaria and deng- a little bit of dengue. And m- mosquitoes are lazy, and they're going to go to their nearest blood meal. Yeah. And they're attracted. It's a really cool thing. They're attracted by your CO2 your, your, when you breathe and also from your skin. So they'll zoom from their little swamp area towards you. But if they get something before you, they're lazy. They'll take the first blood meal. So a good way we, we call it zoo, zoo prophylaxis. You can put a, a herd of cattle between the swamp and the village, and they'll go for the cattle first. So it's a protection by putting a ring of cattle around a village to keep the people from getting bitten. But you never knew that. CO2? It's called What about a CO2? Amazing, amazing. You can, if you have a fan on, the fan will sometimes dissipate your CO2, and it becomes, you can less attractive target. And what about, so that's for mosquitoes? Yeah. So could you get rid of mosquitoes? Isn't that, you know those things that people have? That attract mosquitoes, right? Those but but lights. They look like a barbecue. Yeah, right. Those little those are buzzers. They, are they putting out CO two? Mm, no. The things that look like a barbecue and the, th- the a mosquitoes lot of, a lot fly of, a in lot, them. A lot of bugs are attracted by light. Yeah. Yeah. You know the ones like light? They get bugs there. Yeah. So, how did the Chagas bug get to New Orleans? It's probably always been here. It's always been here. So probably we don't has, have yeah. we don't have an epidemic of it. So. No, we don't. We don't have it because once again, it has different behavior. It behaves differently. It bites and then takes a hike before it, take a little walk before it defecates. So you don't have the exact behavior. What does it eat? Um, gosh, you know, good question. I want to well, say if it's, well, taking it's, a crap it's, it's, it's blood meals, so it's going to be um, eating a blood. So you're blood. Taking a blood for uh, a nutrition. So blood turns into feces somehow. Or yeah, exactly. In the little chagas. Yeah. In the little know. tiny yeah. 
cockroach-looking triangle. Yeah, Somehow it's got a very complicated... Yeah, very complicated, right. In- ...intestinal system. Yeah, we have all... You know, people forget in New Orleans, we have everything. We have West Nile. Yeah, we have, well, um, we know that. We have the mosquito that carries dengue. Do we? Yeah, Aedes aegypti. And that's an urban mosquito. It likes urban areas like... Um, car tires, pet bulls. It likes to breed in those kind of areas. So are there people every year who contract those diseases? Most people who get the, these diseases don't get them here. They get, we don't have a, enough of a population to sustain it. You know, so um, most people who get it are probably bringing it in from another country. Hmm. You can even get malaria, for example. It's called airport air, runway malaria. You land in a country, mosquito gets on the plane, bites you. You have malaria, but you didn't even get off the plane. But this is how stuff spreads all around the world. I mean, exactly, that's, that's exactly. how diseases spread. That's why, that's why there's a lot of attention to these diseases now is because um, we're so international. Bugs can get right. anywhere very hey, quickly. Leela, have you been to India? I've been to Pakistan, but not India. Why did you go to Pakistan? I went to work on a movie there, actually, like seven wow. years ago. The, the director was from Pakistan. He lived in London and L.A. most of his life, but his family's in Pakistan. And he wanted to film, he wanted to film a, a movie with this International Performing Arts Festival as the backdrop. And his family runs that Performing Arts Festival. So we went what? over there and we performed there and he filmed it. So you're in the movie, you're acting in the movie? Yes. What's the movie called? It's called Raven and Lenore. I'm not sure if it's if it's been completed. I think I know it was, a, it was kind of a long, big undertaking. You made your movie with the help of a Kickstarter program. I did. And how, did that, how much money did you have to raise to make that? Um, well, I raised... Uh, twelve thousand through the Kickstarter campaign, and the movie has okay. yeah. Cost, I'm looking forward to seeing this <laughs> movie, Bird Bath. I was yeah. interested in this sentence in your bio because I mean, read a sentence out of Lorelai's bio, so now I feel, to be honest, I mean to be fair, I should read one of yours. It says um, at the end of <laughs> two thousand and eight. No, it's not embarrassing. It's fascinating. <laughs> oh, no, that's from my website. I was just seeing what it what it. It's from your it bio, is. I guess. I, I I don't really know. At the end of two thousand and eight, I stumbled upon a meditation class which had a profoundly transformative effect on my life. That's true. What happened? Um, well, it was actually the first time I ever meditated. I was always curious about it, and I, we were doing a simple breathing meditation, and I um, was doing the breathing meditation, and the, the person teaching was just reminding us to go back to the breath and letting the thoughts go, and then I think I had my first real moment of being present where I realized, like, everything in my brain was a lot of noise and it wasn't actually real and I was just sitting in the room looking at the carpet so after that I would say like what was interesting is like 90% of what I was watching on TV was no longer interesting and then maybe 90% of the, the things that I was working on in my acting class were not interesting in the same way so it really really shifted the types of things that that I cared about and, and of course it got rid of a lot, a lot of the noise and has it, conti- <laughs> has it continued yeah I mean after that I, I started reading a lot more I started doing yoga I started meditating more regularly so it's so just it's been like a, a it's like a, an, an epiphany yeah it was really like but the, your whole 99% 90% of your life is a waste of time y- yeah yeah it was <laughs> wow. and so yeah from then it's just been after recognizing that reading more about it and reading different teachers the way that they talk about it and the way different religions talk about it and going ha- a little bit deeper are you happier now? Uh, yeah much much more happy. much happier much yeah. more happier there's much less correct. noise I guess a lot less projecting what other people are 
thinking and doing. That's a really great place to be, I would think. Yeah. Isn't that Lorelei? Wouldn't yeah. you love to be like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm still back in the noise <laughs> department. <laughs> no, so I mean, there's, there's definitely here. noise still there, but, but, it, but, but, re, but realizing that, yeah, now I can go back to the place where, like, I see that that's noise. How amazing. That is really, I mean, I'm sorry to stare at you. I you know. So who are you, re- what, what leaders have you, are you following? What guru or what kind of person I think would, would you advise us to read about? Uh, for me, the one, I mean, there's many different ones, and the one that resonates with you is the one that you're meant to read, I guess. Right. And then at different moments in your life, you know, different ones will resonate. But Eckhart Tolle has been a big one for me. I don't know if you've heard of him. Eckhart Tolle, yeah. And he, so I, I've read his stuff, and listen, I listen to him all the time. And he's very clear, and he's he's pretty. Um, the words that he uses are very neutral, and they're not towards one religion or another. So they're they're pretty universal. And then uh, there's another teacher, uh, an Indian man. He's he's now passed away, but he's Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. He wrote a book called I Am That, which is one of the best spiritual books that I've ever come across. I am that. I am that. Okay. Very, very I'll write that down so we I can get, I'm getting a hold of that tonight. It's a thick book and it's a, it's a transcription of uh, Maharaj talking to people who visited him for advice. Okay. I am that. I am that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very simple. But, but it might not, it, you know, it yeah, might but not. but you never know though. I mean, right. If, it if, if you. you read it and, and it, and you resonate with it then right. you know and what's his name this person Eckhart Tolle no or the first person I am that I mean second I, person the I am that is uh, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj wow I can't even say that <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that okay <laughs> so now we've covered quite a lot of ground here today well, yeah We've had we've had an, an epiphany. We've <laughs> talked about Hollywood movies. I hope you win the Academy Award. That would be an amazing. That would be cool. Yeah. Are the, you going to be nominated, or how do you well, get to be nominated? Yeah, actually, it, okay. So there's uh, two ways that a f- short film can become eligible, and one way is if it wins an award in a handful. There's a handful of festivals that if it wins best short film, then it becomes eligible. Okay. Or you can do a screening of the movie in LA, which is what I did. So I did a, I did a public screening of the film over a weekend okay. at for paid admission, and so that happened recently and the deadline to submit was October 1st so I actually delivered my DCP to the Academy which was exciting I was like on my iPhone looking for directions to the Academy and I felt pretty cool (laughs) there's actually a place there is actually an Academy of Motion Picture Wilshire in LA and I okay you walked into the Academy of Motion Picture Films Sciences whatever it is yes with an envelope with a file and some you know different information about the film and I handed it to them you give it to someone and they go yeah they, thank you the guy sort of la- laughed at me i guess <laughs> I, no, nice. no well, I, I, there were two there was a security guard there and there was another guy there and he said well do you want me to bring it up or do you want her to bring it up yourself and i was like you know i don't care you can bring it up and then i was like wait no, yeah no i'll no, do no, no, it. wait yeah. wait should I, I what do you should i bring it up i don't know is that more exciting <laughs> and then the one security guard laughed at me because he was he liked my like a, I would un- think it's a pretty big deal. I wouldn't trust anyone with my Academy Award yeah, no, yeah. nomination. Yeah, he, he seems pretty official. exciting. Yeah, I, I emailed to double check that they had gotten it. Okay. Just to make sure. So when do you find out? So if you're in. So I guess they watch all the ones that have been eligible and they decide. They they do a short list based on merit if, if they think it's good enough. So they short list like ten or fifteen or however many are you know the right. quality that they like, and that I think that happens. 
first week in December. Wow. And, and then so after that, yeah. You hear all about this stuff. I mean, we've got to, we've got to figure this out, who's going to win this uh, you know, oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. But just tell us, do you hear all the stuff about Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein brothers and spending millions of dollars on their Academy Award nominations and all this? Do you have to do anything? Like, I, you know, I don't. don't like casting couch type stuff, is any of that true? Nah, I don't, don't know. know. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll find no, out. Yeah, really. If, I, well, if she I, wins, I, yeah. I, you no. still you still have time to no, you know. Not, yeah, yeah miles of time until yeah, December. To, yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. Well, I hope that you get somewhere with this because that yeah. would be really exciting if we could see you. You know, nominated for an Academy Award. Holy hell, I would love it, wouldn't you? I don't know anyone. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. We'd be talking about <laughs> you forever then. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's our friend who was. Yeah, right. You know. Meanwhile, we're like Trump around Latin America. Okay, so listen here. So one of these people is going to you. You two have to decide. Okay. Which one of these entrepreneurs so is going to have you, the happy cocktail? What did you say their name again? And their and their um, Tess product. So we could because we thought maybe the, the name or the product sounded good for one. What, let's it go was through it. Okay. Bird. Is that the one, is that the one you're voting for, or is it you just? That's what we, she was asking. Oh, okay. We, we want you to go down again with the names and their products, so we can decide. Tess so. Monahan from Good Egg. She's the person who has the yeah. website where you can buy fresh vegetables and so on. Uh, that was the first person. The second person, Liz Beeson from Sunken City, with the web TV mm-hmm. series. The third person was Nate Winner, the Nola Pie Guy, who makes pies online. And he's out because he didn't bring us a pie. <laughs> he did not bring us a pie, but no one else brought us anything, to be fair. <laughs> Barrett Conrad from Kotinka Soft, who we were just talking about, and then finally Alex Zero, the guy who's making nanoparticles that you can paint on your house. Yeah, okay. It's a pretty interesting bunch of amazing people, I have yeah. to yes. say. Yeah. You've got to admit that much. Okay, so you two are going to have to figure it out while I just okay. have a drink. <laughs> we could just do Kotinka. We kind of like the name Kutinga because it just kind of rolls off our tongue and it seems to be a good name of a drink. And it seems fair because, you know, he we, was... A, he had the connection. It was sort of like magical in a way. Yeah. He had the... the yeah. What was his connection to you again? Uh, well, he, it's a bird native from Latin American right. uh, bird. And your connection My, was... Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro, Arkansas. He's from Jonesboro yeah. and I so he's got, there. So he's got, the, he's got the royal cred and he's got the, you know... Latin American cred, so I think yeah, he, I think we're going to vote on him. So we need, we need a cool name for the drink, though. So what are we going to call the Cotinga? So Barrett oh, okay. Conrad from Cotinga Soft is the Kotinga winner. Cotinga Cooler. Kotinga Tell him to come on over, Graham, and we'll, we'll congratulate. <laughs> That's very exciting. We can't put Cotinga Cooler cup with another cake, because then it'll be like Cotinga Cola. Hey, Barrett Conrad from Cotinga Soft. <laughs> the, our two judges have decided that your company is going to be the winner of the right. Happy Hour cocktail n- naming Slash competition. million dollar so investment. So what you've won is for the next... Okay, you, first of all, we don't have the million dollars to give you right <laughs> okay, now. Okay, I'll take a cocktail. But we're going to name the Happy Hour cocktail after you and your company for the next four shows. Awesome. I like that. Thank yeah. you very much. We have this picture of cocktails that they make us here at Casa Borrego, <laughs> which is f- always made from fresh fruit okay. and, and usually rum or vodka. Or tequila one time, and uh, and it's That'll all work. it's all homemade and it's all fresh and it's awesome. And it always tastes great. And for the next four weeks, it's going to be called the Kotinga Soft Happy Hour Cocktail. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank okay. you very much. Thank I appreciate you. that. And that's Happy Hour for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. My special guests have been the winner of the Happy Hour Cocktail Competition. Barrett Conrad for Kotinga Soft. Also, Liz Beeson from Sunken City. Noel the Pie Guy. Nate Winner. Alex Zero, the man who makes nanoparticles. From Advano and Good Eggs, Tess Monaghan, the two special judges of the show sitting to my left and right, re- respectively, are Leela French, filmmaker of Birdbath the movie, short movie, 
and Dr. Lorelei Cropley from Tulane University. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me this afternoon here on Happy Hour. Our show was produced by Graham DePonte. I think Graham DePonte deserves a round of applause today. That was an awesome job, unbelievably put together. Very difficult. Chris Kehoe is our associate producer and technical director. Christian Unruh is our music director. The theme that you're currently listening to was written by and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Aero Studio monitors, and much more. You can visit PreSonus.com for more information about all that. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around a table for about an hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website where you can also find plenty of other happy hours to listen to, along with some other shows. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, which is live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Vietnola, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media on all of it where it's New Orleans. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That does help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Casa Borrega on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City. Casa Borrega is a bar, a restaurant and a live music venue. Check them out online on Facebook and Twitter and even better, come down here and have a drink or a meal or listen to some music. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com and Duhon will be back next week. For everyone back at the INO office, Grant Ponte over here, congratulations, good job. And all of us sitting around the table here at Casa Borrego, I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs>